0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's first special episode. So as you know, next Tuesday, on October 15th, I'm doing a free training on marketing, how to market your home staging business to get more clients consistently. So if you haven't signed up for that, go to stagemore.com free training to sign up. I would really love to see you on these free training. Not to mention you get to ask me all your questions about marketing. So today I did a live stream on Instagram about what to say to real estate agents. And during that live stream, I cover five points, five suggestions that I have for you to work on how to speak with real estate agents. This is something that comes up very uh, frequently. This is something new I'm experimenting with. So if you like these mini episodes, uh, feel free to let me know. You can do that by sending us an email or slight me a DM in, on Instagram, which is instagram.com slash stage for more. You can also leave a review on iTunes so I can know if you like them or not. So that's it. Uh, let's start with the first live stream today. So today we're going to talk about what to say to a real estate agent. This is a very common question that I get from everyone um, you know, it's just that you are new to the business or you've been working for a while and you started marketing your home staging business, but you're not sure what exactly to say to these prospective clients. Um, we, as you know, we're doing the free marketing training on next Tuesday. You just need to go to stagemore.com slash free training to sign up. And, um, when you confirm your email, you're going to be taken to a webpage on our site to submit a question about marketing. And so basically this week, I'm taking all those different questions and break them down into five big categories that based on everyone's questions. And if I didn't get to your question this week, not to worry, because um, we're going to do mini podcast episode about them. And so um, I will start publishing on our podcast um, these my answer to these questions, basically. These will be like a five-minute episode just to answer your question, because I want to make sure everyone's question is answered. Okay, so let's talk about what to say to real estate agents. So first of all, real estate agents are really sensitive about what you will say to their clients, their sellers. And so it's very key that you want to make sure the real estate agent looks good, especially if you're at uh, an estimate where both the sellers and real estate agents are there. And so I think it's really, really important to understand and know the demographic that you're coming in to do the job for. So research is very, very important. The more you are prepared on these type of consultations or home estimates, or, um, or if you do like a walk and talk, it's really, really important for you to understand what exactly is the agent coming up against, what exactly is homeowner's concern, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So before you meet with a real estate agent on site, you want to make sure that you communicate with them. So I always ask questions like, "Hey, tell me about a little bit about this house, about this neighborhood, and what are your concern about this about selling this particular home?" Because every home might have a different challenge. Um, something may be that the homeowner has lived there for fifty years and it hasn't been updated. Or they have a very weird floor plan, like um, everybody's, you know, adding on a different, ex- you know, extension, like every previous homeowner, and so you kind of got this like weird mishmash of different architectural styles, or or the homeowners just have a very bizarre decorating taste, or whatever. That's not really good for selling to the general public. So you want to make sure you know exactly what you're talking about when you're talking to a real estate agent, especially in front of the homeowners. So that's my one number one point. So in general, real estate agent is very scared about what you might say in front of your client. So you want to do everything you can to make them look good. And my second point is that you may have to play the bad guide for the home uh, the, for the real estate agent. So sometimes there are things that real estate agent might feel intimidated to say, or they feel that they said it, but the homeowner is not listening. So sometimes you have to. Um, figure out what exactly is the best way for you to do that. And so a lot of times it's just be very professional. For example, if the dining room has this it, really like blood, we have a client where we had a kind of like a twilight scene, the dining room where the the, the, paint, the paint on the wall is very red. It's like it's this deep red blood color. And that's a conversation we have to have with the home seller because otherwise it's going to be very difficult to sell. It's not going to photograph very well. It's also going to turn buyers off when they see it. And so sometimes a difficult conversation, you have to have that for the real estate agent. And that's one of the things that you can find out as well when you talk to a real estate agent in your initial consultation uh, before you show up at the home. Um, just to make sure that you are all on the same page in terms of what needs to be communicated with the homeowner. And number three, like I said earlier, you really want to prepare of what you need to say. So we just talk about um, going on a estimate appointment with a real estate agent, with a homeowner. So you have to be careful what, what you say in front of a homeowner, right? But what about it's a different scenario. Say so you're at a networking event and you are meeting a bunch of real estate agents. So how would you introduce yourself? What is your spiel? Like how can you very succinctly, very quickly let people understand what exactly it is that you do? And so one of the things I do, for example, I print my business card with information in the front and with different pictures in the back. And those are kind of my mini portfolio showcase. So when I'm in a working event, I hand out my business card. Immediately, the, home, the real estate agent can see what kind of work that I do. And that can be a great icebreaker as well. Like you can talk about the job already on the photo. And so those are some of the different ways um, for you to do that. And, um, the other thing too is you also need to really research what kind of real estate agents you want to work with because there's many types of different real estate agents. There are real estate agents who focus on working with buyers. There's real estate agents who focus on working with sellers. So, and then within the selling agent, there are also many different kinds of agents as well. There are home, uh, sorry, there are real estate agents who focus on selling a specific type of neighborhood or a specific type of architectural um, homes. So you have to figure out what exactly is the right agent for you to speak with. And the key thing is to just really network and get yourself out there, get your face out there, get your company brand out there. I know in the beginning it will be very scary and you don't know what to say. But it's just like going to a bar, meeting someone for the first time or being at school, meeting your, your, uh, some new friends or classmates just be a human being, just be natural. You can start by chatting about the weather or the game that happened last night, or a Game of Thrones, or I don't know, like your favorite TV show. Just don't talk about politics or religion. It's just basically anything anything that will apply as you're meeting a new person in your, real, uh, in your life. Just be a human being and do your best to connect, and don't really think from the selling point of view. I think we all feel, like, for example, I'm kind of introverted person. I don't really like to do the hard sell. I think compared to some of my colleagues, I'm definitely more like the chiller type. Um, for me, it's like, great. If you want to take our class, it would be amazing. But if you don't, that's totally okay as well. Like, I'm, I'm not here to sell ice to Eskimos. I'm not really good at it. But for me, it's really about the relationship and how can I service, um, my clients, basically. And that's really, when you come from kind of that sincere place, um, people feel it as well. And vice versa, if you come from a very fake um, kind of intention, just coming like, oh my God, like this guy is not going to sell real estate, why am I talking to you kind of thing? Then people will naturally notice and then turn off by it. So I, I would say just like go out there and then meet people and then network. Because you never know where your next referral can come from. And so it's really, really important to know exactly what you're gonna say at different types of scenarios. And one of the tools that I really push for, like in our core Six Figure floor Plan, that we're, we're opening enrollment on Friday, that um, it's really all about writing down the script. So write down scripts in different scenarios, um, especially like frequently asked questions such as difficult questions, like, hey, can you do this for $100 cheaper kind of thing? you really need to figure out ways to say um, what are some of the professional ways to say things that might not be so pleasant to be dealing with. Um, Because by having those scripts, it's really gonna help you build up the confidence in what you're gonna say in a very professional manner that turn people down. So having a script and researching what exactly is what you need to say to in these different scenarios is gonna be very, very helpful. I know it doesn't sound very sexy, but it's it's what you need to do. It's that uh, it's just part of running a business. You need to figure out ways to deal with pleasant situations, also unpleasant situations, and also how to sell yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're not gonna meet any client by sitting on your couch. Oh, oh, I saw my friend Marie is here. Hi Marie. Um, okay. And the next thing is like you want to write. Um, like I said earlier, you want to write a script about what to say to a real estate agent in different scenario. And the last thing is like, you really need to figure out what is the motivator for the real estate agent. For most of the time, real estate agent cares about how much money they make. It's all about dollars and cents. But that also depends on your market. So, for example, in real estate, I'm sorry, in, in United States, real estate agents get commission on their sales. So, it's very natural for real estate agent to be very dollar and cent driven. But in markets like in Europe, like in London, for example, real estate agent actually works on wages. They get paid a basic wage. And they don't so they don't have commission. So they're they're not very aggressive in terms of doing these extra things. But they care about looking good in front of their sellers. That's that's pretty much universal. So you have to figure out what are some of the ways that are motivating your real estate agent and then use that um, to as as kind of the trigger point. To entice them into buying. So a lot of times real estate agents, they may, like, they may really care about, um, their, their statistics, for example, because typically stage homes sell faster and for more money. So it's really important to show them your statistics. So one of the things you can do is you can take all your existing projects and then find out what is the local days on market for that and compare your stats to another home in the neighborhood that is comparable. So like both homes maybe have the same floor plan. Maybe they're both um, three bedroom, two baths. It's very, very close in terms of the identical house. It's just that they're in different areas of the street. And so you want to pull the stat up um, in a comparable and then compare that to your stats. And then show them how well, like how much maybe faster or more money that your your seller is getting because they use you to stage his house. So you can do that with your county's statistics as well. Most real estate agent associations have these statistics on their website, or we can call them and ask them where you can find them. Because these are like public information that you can get. So... Th- those are some of the ways, and obviously having really great before and after photo is very important, especially um, one of the biggest criticisms I hear from agents is that, well, they're like, oh my God, sagers sometimes they just fake the photos. I mean, you look at the before and after, they look totally, like, shot from totally different angles. So you want to make sure, like, with your before and after, they're from a very similar angle, or at least from, like, the same point of view from the room. So if you shot the photo like the before photo from the doorway, make sure you get an after photo in a similar angle, like from the doorway. So people can really see side by side the difference it made um, when you staged the house. So that's it. That's my five points today. So to recap, the first one is that real estate agents can be very sensitive about what you say in front of your, in front of their clients. So you want to make sure in front of the home seller, that you're not saying any things that will make the agents look bad. If anything, that brings my point to number two, is that you want to make sure you can do things that make the agents look good. I'm not saying to be unprofessional about it, but it's that like you might have to have that hard conversation with the home seller on behalf of a real estate agent, or just mention it. Like I used that example earlier, if the homeowner is not willing to paint that might be have a conversation that you need to have from the um, the home uh, with the homeowner because this happens a lot. Like a lot of times, real estate agent will say, "Oh, I definitely think you need to like boost your curb appeal and then cut off the plans. But the homeowner is like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." I mean, all you wanted me to do is like spend more money. But sometimes when a home stager comes in, that you have the expertise and the portfolio to back you up. The homeowner sees it differently, so they may be more likely to listen to you. So, Or they just hear, like, okay, if both the stager and the real estate agents are saying this, maybe I do need to repaint my dining room kind of thing. So those are just the things that you need to watch out for. And number three, in general, is that you really want to be prepared in different types of scenarios that you're going to be meeting with potential clients. So, you know, one of the scenarios would be like, what do you say when you go to a home to do an estimate for the very first time? What are some of the things you're going to say at a networking event with a real estate agent? Um, and what are some of the things you might say when the real estate agents have these kind of tricky questions you need to answer? Like, oh, um, I know some stagers have staged this house for $1,000. I mean, can you do that kind of thing? And at the end of the day, it's that we are all human beings. We just want to make connections. So just treat it as like you are meeting a new friend and then come, I think, really from this place of building a relationship instead of trying to make it a sales relationship. Because at the end of the day, it's going to to take a while for people to really trust you, to hand their clients over to you. I mean, home staging, like I always say, it's not like you're going to Target to buy a $5 pair of socks. I mean, the decision process is much longer for a home staging project because, it's, you know, we're looking at several thousand dollars. It's a big investment, and people sometimes feel very hung up about it because what if they chose the wrong stager to stage your house and then they might lose out on a lot of money or maybe they lost all this money on the investment of staging and then it's not getting what they needed. And then they basically just wasted all this money. So people are going to be very, you know, like scared about investing with you, you know, as a stager. So you will have to do all these different things to really remove those obstacles from from that. And so knowing what to say at the right timing is going to be very important. And that's why do your research and then start uh, writing down scripts, which is my number four point, is that once you start writing things in the script, um, you have something to refer back on, you memorize it, it's going to come out very naturally without sounding very robotic. It's just naturally that you're going to feel confident about the decision that you're making to uphold your professional policies, especially when it comes to tricky areas like, hey, can I get a price reduction? Can you match this price with this other stager? All this, you know, other, you know difficult conversation, so that's why I think these are really important tools for you to have, um, especially about knowing exactly what to say, do the research and write a script for it. And the last thing is just really you need to find out the key motivation, what makes a real estate agent want to stage homes. Usually it has to do with dollar and cents, like I talk about, you know, in commission. But in areas where you are when real estate agents are not taking commissions, there are certain markets, you know, internationally that do that. Um, you really need to figure out what exactly motivates uh, a real estate agent. You know, obviously, they want to look good in front of their sellers. They want to get a listing. That's all universal. So what can home staging do to become a differentiator for the real estate agent? So you also have to figure out a way in. And it's kind of interesting because um, right before our live stream, I was having a call with a friend of mine uh, who has been, A stylist for party barn, and now she wants to do. um, She wants to transition over to home staging because um, when you work on photo shoot, it's very long hours. You know, it's like 12, 14 hour days, and she has a young child. So, um, so home staging becomes something that she's considering. And I think one of the great thing about her is that she already did her homework in the in the market that she wants to work in. And she kind of observes what some of the things are missing in that neighborhood, particularly it comes to staging. Because staging has many different, you know, look and feel, it has different brands as well, different, you know, kind of personalities, different demographics. So I think as a stager, you really have to figure out what exactly is your sweet spot and then cut in and figure out that opportunities. All right, so that's all the five points I want to talk about today. I'm just going to scroll through really quick to see if there's any comments or questions about today's topic. And then not to um, uh, forget that we have a free training on Tuesday. Um, so if you haven't signed up yet, just go to stage slash free training. Um, I'm going to answer more questions there. So Susan says, hello from Brazil. I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, thank you. I listen to your podcast when I'm driving. It's funny. I'm getting a lot of Brazilian followers. I really like that, actually. So, and I see some of our six-figure 4 plan students are here. That's great. Very cool. So, does anyone have any questions about what I just mentioned? Like, I would love to answer any questions while we're on the call today. Let's see. Don't be shy. And if you think of any other questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram, um, just ask station more. Very easy, and then you can also um, bring your questions tomorrow because we're gonna do. I'm gonna be doing live streams on uh, Instagram for five days until Friday. All right. No questions at all. All right. <laughs> Okay, so if we don't have any questions today, I'm going to end the live stream. So I'll post this as soon as it finished downloads, and I'm also going to post it as a mini episode or a podcast as well. So again, uh, you missed the announcement in the beginning, so a lot of we get a lot. I got a lot of questions um, for this free marketing training that's happening on Tuesday. So if we didn't answer your question uh, during the live stream this Friday. I'm sorry. These five days, I'm gonna turn those into mini podcast episodes to make sure everyone's uh, question is answered. Oh, we got one. So staging to sell it is asking how do you convince the realtor to work with you. So it's it's really for personally, in my opinion, it's a long game. So there are a few ways for you to put yourself on the path of a real estate agents. So one, you can make presentations at. Um, an open tour meeting, like a broker's meeting, or when the brokerage themselves, they have their own office meeting. And one of the things that you have to do, um, oh, so you have to follow up comments, so we've done presentations for groups, but never get called back. So I hear that a lot, and a lot of times, it's actually because you didn't follow up. A lot of times, and the thing is like, follow up is not just one email okay because email is the easiest way nowadays to get people to get rejected basically because there's no i mean it's not people feel a little harder to do that over phone call this is why you know people break up over text and email because it's it's quote-unquote easy right when you're rejecting someone so it's really important for you to um not only do the presentation but to follow up as well. So one of the things, one of the trick I usually advise is to do a like drawing. Say that you want to give away whatever, you know, a 30 minute free walk and talk or whatever it is that you want to give away. Or like a photography package. Um, And then you get people's email address. And then so once the meeting is over, you follow up with an email and saying that hello, you know it was really nice for you to come blah, 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 um, just want to follow up, you have any questions and stuff like that. And then next follow up, I'll actually call them. And um, just call and say hello, introduce yourself again, and then ask them any follow up questions. And obviously you want to do this in a few, like there needs to be a few days in between. So people don't feel like, oh my God, like I just literally, since this presentation, why this person keep calling me kind of thing. So, but you need to have a plan in terms of following up. And so you can follow up in different ways. I think a lot of times that people are feeling like, oh, the only follow up is email, but that's not true. I think email is the weakest form of following up. And that's why it's nice that you follow up with an email in the very beginning, but then you do something else. So it could be, you know, calling them just to see if like, you know, you can help with their real estate business. Um, but you want to do some research before you call an agent. If that guy is a buyer's agent, there's really not much point for you to call them because, I mean, they don't sell houses, right? And if that guy sells houses, figure out what what neighborhood are they selling in. If it's a neighborhood that you want to work in, yeah, call him and ask him out for coffee and then do kind of like a mini presentation that's more in-depth. The other thing you can do is you can send in your mailer. So you can, so when I was staging... I had these postcards made, they're basically like quick before and afters or like these kind of like, you know, a lot of real estate agents do like sold, just sold, you know, like with like first open house, like over asking, whatever. You can do the same with your home staging mailer and just send that postcard to them. Um, This is something that real estate agents call farming. And so the thing is that like, I think a lot of people made the mistake that they feel like, oh, I just did this presentation, why didn't they call me? The thing is, like I said earlier, it's, this is not a quick decision. Um, it's not like going to target buying a pair of socks. It's something that you need to accumulate over time and deepening that marketing impression to make sure that people understand who you are and then what your company is about and they're familiar with your work. And so I think it's really important to figure out where where your ideal client, like first of all, who your ideal client is. This not every real estate agent Just because they have, they can move and they can list a house doesn't mean they're your ideal client, right? It's a lot like dating. Not every man in the world is your ideal husband. So you need to figure out, A, first of all, who is your ideal client? And then B, you need to figure out where those clients are hanging out. Because if you keep deepening their impression, you keep coming back, they keep seeing you around, they know you're working, more likely or not, they're gonna call you when they have a staging coming up. Um, So I think that's really, that's, I know that's a really low answer, but it's really all about relationship building. There's really no shortcut about it. Just think about how long it takes for a brand to reach out to you. Like if you see Target ads all the time, for example, or like McDonald's, that's why they have billboards and ads everywhere is because they want to deepen that impression of their brand and their product. Just imagine how much advertising goes into selling a 99-cent burger. Um, you're selling a staging package of several thousand dollars, so you have to do a lot of lead work to really build up that trust that the real estate agent feels like you're competent and they're willing to trust you with their, their um, real real estate client. So it's a it's a big thing. That's why you can't just like oh, I just did a presentation. That that's really not going to cut it. I'm sorry. I'm really direct about this because. Um, we all have limited marketing dollar and time and resources, so it's really, really important for you to put into things that really works. But the thing is that it just like um, it's just like medicine. You're not going to feel better immediately when you take the first pill. You have to take a cycle, right, maybe like seven days or something like that. It's the same thing with sales. There is a cycle. There's a cycle to relationship building, to building trust. And so I think it's really important for you to figure out what would be the best strategies for you to follow up on your leads and then make that into a system and so that you can rinse and repeat. All right. And Bless21 says, How can I register for a free training? So just go to stage com slash free training. Or you can tap on my Instagram profile. There's a link in my profile, you just click on that link and register. Um, And Teresa says, I'm not in the staging game. Oh sorry, Bless21, you says, how can I start a home staging business? I mean, it's very easy, you just need to hand in a business license to your local city hall. But um, to figure out what you're gonna do as a home stager is a whole new different game. And how to sustain that business and make sure it's a profitable business, that's a whole new different game. And that's why um, in our course, Six Figure Pro Plan, that we're opening out enrollment on Friday, it's really all about building the foundation, the key systems in building uh, a successful home staging business. Because I really saw firsthand how systems can change a business, mine and other people's as well. And so I really push for having a system. It's the same with marketing. Like we just talk about following up with your presentation. It's a system, you have a workflow. So. First day, you did the presentation. Two days later, you send an email. Five days later, you give them a call. Um, boom, 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 boom. So it's it's about layering different like impressions to make sure that your clients remember you and have good impressions. All right. Um, and then also, Bless21, I we have a podcast and a blog on com. If you have more, I mean, this, that's a really big question. Like I can't really answer it in the live stream. So... Um, do some research, you can, you know, go on Google and research that, but we have lots of resources on, uh, on our blog and podcast as well, so take advantage of that. All right, Teresa says, I'm not in the staging game yet, waiting to sell my existing business first. Should I reach out and start building relationships with realtors now, even for market research? Yes, definitely. I would get out there and start networking. This is a great question, and I love it. Um, definitely you should. You should start building your uh, relationship as early as you can. Um, in real estate marketing, we have this term farming, but it's basically the same thing. It's like planting the seed and giving a TLC, the right water, the right amount of sunlight, whatever, and to make that plant grow. It's the same with the marketing as well. And this is why, this is why I, I'm a big, big, big pusher when it comes to systems, because it's gonna really help you rinse and repeat. Um, to rely on your workflow and start building relationships early is very, very smart. By talking to real estate agent, um, you can really, like, really figure out exactly what kind of stager you want to be, like, what kind of business model work for you, um, and what kind of pricing maybe you might encounter. Um, when you go to a real networking event, just, you know, be very upfront about it. Just like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to starting a home staging business and I would really love to buy you a cup of coffee or even lunch to like get to know a little bit about you your real estate um, business and how how can i help you grow your real estate business kind of thing i mean obviously it's, it can get expensive you're buying people coffee and lunch so like do some research first you know follow up with, like get their business cards go home google them and then you can call and follow up i know calling sounds very old school but seriously it's really the best tool out there for you to get clients nowadays because not a lot of people are doing it anymore. And people love to see people's faces. That's why like, videos are very effective. That's why you're on the live stream, right? This, it's an easy way for us to connect. Um, same thing with a phone call. I mean, it's text. I mean, it's great. It's easy. But it's really difficult to connect with someone over text. Um, that's why I'm, I'm just really, like, my business coach always pushed me to call every time the business is slow. That just, there's no other way to do it. All right, Bless21 says, is this a good time to get into home staging game? Yes, definitely. I mean, there are a lot of people looking for help in selling their homes. There's still a lot of homes out there are not staged. There's definitely a lot of opportunities. I'm not saying this because I want to sell training, but you look at your own county statistics, for example. How many homes are being sold in your market every year? there's definitely not enough stagers or real estate agents out there to fulfill all those needs. There's a lot of agents who are new who are also gonna be great uh, for you to uh, partner up with as well. A lot of our top producers that we were working with, we basically came up together. Like I was a new stager, he or she was a new real estate agent, and we started working together in the very beginning and 12 years later, I mean, their uh, property has gone up from starter home to luxury, and the same with our inventory. So you can definitely grow your business. Um, Right now, we're heading into downtime. So in real estate, there is a hot and cold weather, I mean, season. And so usually around Halloween, things are really going to die because people are heading into holiday mode. They don't really want to deal with selling your house unless they really have to. So now is actually a really good time for you to prepare your home staging business. And this is why Like for our six-figure floor plan course, we do an eight-week mastermind, um, and I usually do it in October and in February because those are kind of the time for you to really wind down and start working on, you know, honing your business systems and all that stuff and then get ready for the upcoming hot season again. All right, let's see. Cool, there's no more questions, it looks like. So these are really great questions, guys. Um, So yeah, so come join us tomorrow, same time. And if you don't know how to join us, just go to sageformore.com, I'm sorry, just go to instagram.com slash sageformore and follow us. Because when you follow us on Instagram, um, Instagram actually reminds you when we go on live. So do that. All right, so I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.